Welcome back to another GVO podcast, the Good Vibes Only podcast. On today's episode, we have one of our regulars on again, Cedric. As per usual, we talk about the Rugby World Cup that is currently going on. Cedric shares a few stories of his diving in Bali. And we talk about the weirdness of the ocean. As per usual, we are uncut, unfiltered and uncensored. And enjoy today's episode. And and we are rolling. Uh, First thought, first thought, as a rugby enthusiast, uh, how are you feeling about the Rugby World Cup happening right now? Goddamn nervous, bro. We, what's it called? It's been going well these past few games. Uh, we did beat New Zealand. I asked for France because I'm French. But uh, man, like right now, especially with the news yesterday, our best player, the equivalent of Messi for rugby, is, uh, is injured. So he's not going to be playing for the next few games. It's a shame because uh, we actually need him more than ever now. There's one Italian game, but that should, should take care of itself. But the rest, oh man. It's, I mean, it's getting nervous for sure. I like the way you put it. He is pretty much the Messi of French rugby. Like, Antoine de Pont is, I mean, something different. Like, he can turn nothing into something. Somehow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, he's definitely a vital role into the team. Without him, it's. I still feel it's possible for us to, like, actually grind a win, but it's we're shooting ourselves in the foot here without him for sure. It's going to be way harder. Uh, I mean, the competition is still, you know... It's still going on. We still got, you know, final quarters and everything. Uh, but without him, man, as I actually thought it was going to be in the bag. Not in the bag, but, like, pretty much, you know. Look at this fridge. We got, we, no, yeah, it is. It's kind of, man, I'm sure you felt the same way with when you had your big player, which was Malcolm Marks. Now without him, it's not the same effect, but it's still, like, a huge blow. See, yeah, the thing with us is, like, we have a, bot- a bunch of people that are lined up. You know, yeah. Joseph Dwebaugh, monster of a man. Yeah. He's filling his role. See, he's not as good as Malcolm Marks. No, I'm not everyone. Yeah, Bongi is also there. He's the captain sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not always if Khaleesi is not there. So we have players on players. But, for example, Pont, like you probably have a follow-up player, but... We do, but he's not the same. It's, it's, it's impossible. Dukur, he's... It's not the same because uh, what's it called? You gotta remember, like Dupont is still our captain. He he's very close with all the other players. Like he he's based like su- uh, with uh, Galtier's era. Like they build the team pretty much around him. Also a few other key players. And without him now, it's like I'm sure we've got a plan. I'm sure the French you know team they've got something cooking. I hope so. I really hope so. And they're just not panicking. But uh, we'll see. Like I'm I'm now. Hopefully he'll recover, he'll come back, you know, stronger than ever. Uh, one thing, another worry as well for me is like, um, you know, when a player gets hit or gets injured, usually sometimes they're not always the same, especially like the recovery now. He's still going to be in the World Cup, right? Yeah. I hope he doesn't lose his touch of magic. Just like that confidence. Yes. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Cause this is the first time where he actually like, like he got injured like in the knees and ankles, whatever, but this is like the first time in the face. I don't know what that does to a player. Yeah, guys, literally this happened yesterday. Yesterday, I like, they played like Namibia. Like, Namibia is not even a good team. <laughs> they, they, Namibia lost, 
96-0 against yeah. France. That is an absolute cricket score. And the worst thing about it is Duport is injured now. Yeah, Your yeah. best player in France, they won 96-0. <laughs> he played, got injured. Like, I gotta tell you, I, I told you this even before. Um, it's, it's very nice to see the score. You know, 96, almost three digits. That could have been nice, like a hundred zero. But uh, nice. at what cost? Because we lost our best player. It's we we played as if this was the goddamn final. It's not. We still got more games to go. We have to save up. It's only players. the start of the World Cup. It still is. Not start. even like in the death stage. We're still not there yet. We still have to finish against Italy. Uh, fuck, man. I don't know. Hopefully, it'll go well. But yeah, it wasn't worth it in my opinion. They yeah. should have toned it down. He played so many matches before, like. He he needed to relax anyway. It was just, it was just inevitable. To be fair, even some of our players, like, um, he should have he should have rested for sure. Even for us in the French team, we got so many injuries. Uh, we've we've lost our prop. He's back now, sitting by. We've lost a few of the locks. Some of the flankers are, oof. especially looking at them now. Like they're playing very well, but they're they're giving everything to every single match. And like I said, they need to save up a little bit. This is, literally, this is literally the World Cup for injuries. Like, France, it's held in France. France has a shit you, know, you got a few injuries yourself. We, also, we just lost Malcolm Ox. Yeah. But somehow, Andre Pollard is coming back. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> everything injury-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot but, of injuries well, you, all across you the still, board. You still lost as well, Lucano Am. There's also, what's his name? Lou Diager. He, he got, he's not in the squad as well because of injury, I guess. Yeah, the biggest one is Om. I think Lukanya Om is one of the best outside centers, especially yeah, for his yeah. defense oh, yeah. in the world. Like this guy is just. But like, like your point, he plays like he can create like spaces, especially for the other wingers when he's playing with. Uh, I just think I think the scrum off makes such a big difference in rugby. Like even like if you look all across the board, South Africa. Why we won the what 1994 World Cup was. 95. You, no, 95. 95, yeah. And in the 2051, is because we had the base fucking scrummies there was, you who's know? The scrum in, who's the scrum in 2007? 2007, wasn't it like Fourier Dupree or something? I, I don't know, that's why I'm asking. Because I've had. I know you were, your 1995 was uh, the legend, what's his name? You, uh, is it used? Yeah, used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute. He, he apparently. Licked too much grass, like you would rub the grass, and it was so full of synthetics, and we'd like lick it. He'd got like muscle, uh, like you can't move his muscle. MS muscle, uh, dystrophy was it? He died of that. MS or something. I don't know. Probably. Then uh, the smart guy, the physicist, the star guy. He. Stephen Hawking, did he? I think oh, he died. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking about no, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, what's it called? Lou Gehrig's disease. That's, uh, I think that was something else. Okay, well, anyway, he, he got sick. He but, got you? sick. but they blamed it on the grass. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> I'm sure it was the the amount Multiple of sclerosis. Maybe I'm sure it was the amount of steroids he was taking. Even most of your team in 1995, you know, most of them are not alive because of quote unquote. Substances, maybe <laughs> liver damage, or maybe it was just shit genetics. But m- most of them are actually gone in like in their thirties, their forties. But after. see, steroids are everywhere. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know. I'm not allegating anyone of using steroids, but like most people are on PEDs, like performance enhancing drugs mm. or something like that, you know? But you know what uh, Yus is most famous for? Like, obviously, he was the. Um, I, I still don't know if that's his name or not, but I'll show yeah, you on that. Yeah, yours. Uh, he's actually famous for tackling pretty convincingly John Alomu in the final. And John Alomu was a monster. He's like yeah. 110 kilograms that moves so fast. Yeah, he's a winger. He's my position, and you're supposed to be, you know, pretty, like, pretty short, you know, pretty fast. This guy was. He looked like a lock. He was a mountain. It sounds like this man in The Exile. <laughs> My ass short but fast. <laughs> but John Alomu wasn't short though. He was so <laughs> tall. He was huge. Like he looked like a lock in the team, and they put him as a winger. And look at the amount of tries he scored. Yeah, he would literally bulldoze people. Yeah, bulldoze people. Crazy. How are you feeling for the World Cup as a South African? See, as a South African, I'm always very confident in my country, mm. and uh, I think we like tomorrow. So it's. South Africa versus Ireland. We've been giving shit like, <laughs> like we've made crazy bets. Yeah, we like not money bets. No, not money bets. Personal bets. But there's like, one upcoming, isn't there? We'll we'll find out this weekend. This is uh, we'll let you know if the bets come through. <laughs> uh, but actually, I was wondering, uh, you spent your summer in uh, Indonesia, right? Yeah. 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 Our, last time, like the first podcast you came on and you talked about it and it was like, literally an awesome place. How, how was your summer? So like, at least for this summer, um, I, I went to the, to the exact same place. Um, so my, half my families from my mom's side were, were Indonesian, right? Um, they all, most of them live like in a, in a city called Balikpapan, which is, uh, it's, it's, it's somewhere on the island of Borneo. But where most of my family member actually live is in Bali. I'm sure most of you know where uh, Bali is. It's a, it's a, it's a very, very cool island. There's so much to do there. A party lot of, island also. Party it's a big also. party island, but it's it's rich of nature. There's a lot of cultural history there. It's amazing. I go there every year because like that's where, like I said, my family uh, lives. And every time, like it's it's a blast for sure. It's it's very very different from here. What, what do you mean with nature? Is it just like untouched nature? So, so, the, so that depends because when you go into Indonesia, like it's a country that's still like developing. It's, uh, you know, a lot of construction, a lot of like developing business, whatever. But they're trying to, there's still this side of Indonesia where it's like, like you said, untapped nature. Mm-hmm. It's full of jungles. There's volcanoes because there's a lot of volcanoes at least. Uh, it's... It's, it's literally an island, isn't it's, it? Like it's, a it's, island. Island. It's, it's a volcanic it's island. It's like Hawaii or something, yeah. Yeah, like it's it's so rich in minerals that the <laughs> it's coral Hawaii reefs from Indonesia. Yeah, the the cheapest part at least. <laughs> I've been to Hawaii and it's fucking expensive. Really? But it's very nice. But Bali is it's still this like there's some parts where it's like untapped nature. It's still full of like green jungle. A lot of like animals that you can visit and you can see like oh it's amazing like komodo dragons yes so i i, I spend most of my summer at least in bali for those who don't know he's wearing a komodo iron <laughs> yeah I gotta, well i got i gotta support the the local the local businesses oh, yeah, yeah. yeah local businesses we went to actually the what's it called the east side of bali um it's an island a collection of island called uh flores um and this is where it's famous for their Komodos. 
because there is a specific island. It's called Komodo Island. Very original, but we actually went there um, on a boat and traveled, like slept on the boat, stayed on the boat for a week and just traveled around this archipelago in uh, Flores. It's famous for their Komodo, but you actually go there for their diving. How many people would be on the boat? Like So the, the, boat, the boat I was on was actually something that my dad um, rented because uh, he has he has a few connections here and there but we were able to get on like a pretty nice boat called grandma grand mononoke it was uh you know we went in there there's like chefs and there's what's oh. waiters and stuff we were in total we were i want to say like eight or ten eight okay. or ten in total on this boat pretty big boat loving there every living there yeah That's living. Very cool. i actually because i had an exam in august i studied on that boat oh. i gotta tell you that was pretty rough yeah pretty yeah. tough especially with all the scenery that you have wouldn't also like the movement of the boat yeah 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 motion sickness here and there like, but uh study hour i haven't i can't it was, <laughs> let me go dive it was yeah that was literally it like i there'd be times where my parents or my family members they would go out like for a hiking whatever i'm like unless it's diving or something i still haven't seen i'm gonna stay here <laughs> i still need to study which you know it was ass but at least i pulled through um but man yeah so much so much we did at least on the boat like i said before the biggest thing you go at least in flores is to visit the komodo islands uh but you go there for the diving in my opinion because there's so many spots i can i can talk about three at least on the top of my head the first one is uh, I, i need to remember the the name but the the first one at least is the we call it the manta point i forgot the name in indonesian um like named on to us after mantis ray manta ray, manta so, ray yeah manta ray. have you ever seen one no never not in real life i've seen videos they look but w- w- they, they look they like a big bird but in the ocean yeah like just flipped around <laughs> actually yeah the indonesians they call it just flat sharks it's technically false because it's a it's a it's a ray isn't it it's a it's not a stingray but it's a type of ray and it's it's the biggest ray in the world it's what's it called the one we saw were like six meter wide huge gentle beast they're actually like just swimming around and specifically on that point manta point because oh, it's plankton rich so a lot will actually over the years like i mean during the year like a lot of them will actually come clean up the whole place of uh, plankton and just move on to other points. That point specifically is so rich in plankton that on a very good dive, you would see at least 20 manta rays. There's oh, these wow. big, gentle giants. Do they actually like fly out of this water I have, or just jump out? You know? I have never, I've never seen that with my own eyes. I think I've heard of flying manta rays. But I've, seen, I've seen videos of um, rays actually f- like jumping out of the, uh, the water, yeah. I've never seen it with my own eyes, but uh, that's definitely something to check out. It is possible, <laughs> crazy, yeah. especially if you have like a school of. Rays. Imagine seeing that. <laughs> yeah, like we. It, it, I've seen videos, but it's it's definitely possible. I I've not seen it myself, but you know, imagine it fall on a boat. You I know, like it flies out and doesn't see the boat and just. That'd be false. That'd be oh. Well, at least you got your dinner, you know. That's <laughs> fine. That's. that's That's so, so, but at least, you know, at least when you get to that point on a good dive, like I said, you can have about 20 ray. Honey, you won't believe what just happened. <laughs> Manta ray just lands. Yeah. Crazy, but yeah. On a good dive, you would see between 20 and 30 
right? The one, at least for me on that day, we saw three. It was, it was relatively big. I mean, when I saw that, I was like, this is one of the biggest things I've ever seen. Do you think the ocean is like, yeah, the ocean is just weird. <laughs> it, is, anyway. you know, it is, it is. You get creatures like this that you see. It, this is not even the weirdest one I've seen. I've seen, uh, what's it called? Sea lions. Do you know what that looks like? Those are those, the orange fish with the spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Those are pretty, pretty weird creatures. Even, even more like I saw, no, I haven't seen a shark, but there's, they're full of sharks as well. Uh, we call them bluefin, bluefin uh, sharks. Not very aggressive, but will fly through because there's a lot of, uh, a lot of fish, fish there. Yeah. Um, but the, the other thing as well, when it's not the Manta Point, there's another one, it's called Turtle Point. Sanda Basa. And uh, that one actually, so many sea turtles. So, so many. I gotta tell you, you see this table right here? Yeah. I don't know if they can hear it, but like, you see the table, like the size and everything. That was the size of one of the turtles I saw at the Busa. That's like a, my arm span wide, Man. pretty much. Yeah. Huge, huge turtles. Crazy turtles. At least for those, it's uh, there's a lot of concentration of turtles because the water is very shallow. So the, the, the turtles can actually come up and, you know, lay their eggs. You, you were also talking about a uh, second place. You were giving a list of like three yeah, places. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that was the first yeah. one I meant. This, is, point, this yeah. is the second. Yeah. The, um, what's it called? Musa Basara. That's actually for the turtle point. And the third one, I also forgot the name, but this is one for the corals. Because oh. it's the most colorful place at least I've been in uh, Flores. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But that one, it's not that you'll see, you will, if you're lucky enough, you will see mantas, maybe even turtles, but it's the, the colors of the reef. The color reef, yeah. Because when you go, at least, you know, in 2023, when you go diving into any spots, even the most beautiful places, like with the, uh, the climate change, the water becomes even more acidic, right? So coral and reefs, they die out because it's not sustainable or whatever. There are certain parts where it's still kept like relatively you know, great, at least in Indonesia. Australia, I know they're doing a lot of... Yeah, like, what is what is happening in Australia now? The, I heard the Great Reef days. Yeah, yeah. well, it's, it's slowly dying. What is it called? What is the name again? The Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, the Great Barrier Reef. It's, it's, it's dying. It's still as, you know, if you look at pictures in like in the 1990s and like now, it's completely different. The, the coral is dying, like it's getting, like it's, it's not colorful, it's getting grayer. Um, less this and less pollution, like yeah, yeah the ecosystem is falling apart because like most of the sea creatures don't go there for food or for shelter it's dying out so you know fishes are dying as well but it's there's some places they're still kept and those are the places I recommend at least for the for the reef part like that's where I saw I don't know if you've seen on the post I sent but the um, schools of fishes like when you when you dive and there's horde of, um, of fishes like coming in uh -huh. and they just swim through you because if you don't move that much and you're trying to stay as still as you can they think you're still part of nature so they'll swim so through they like yeah. swim through yeah. you no way yeah, yeah. they won't touch you but they, they'll be very close and I remember being mesmerized I'm like I'm part of nature <laughs> it was amazing just wow. hordes of fishes coming through you how do you think they move as a unit 
You know, you like I've seen videos of them like move, and it's literally a school of fish. Yeah, you know, they just they all move the same way. I mean, I'm sure they've got a way to communicate. Just, yeah, but you're the one that's supposed to tell me. You're the vet one here. <laughs> <laughs> I, yo, I'm doing with uh, land animals, not. Uh, oh, you don't you don't study any? I was gonna ask. Well, there's not really too many fish. Uh, <laughs> And that's like how we learn how. Is there like a marine, a marine subpart of like an definitely, elective? Definitely, yeah. definitely. You definitely get like uh, marine vets and stuff like that who can work with whatever. But uh, no, that that's we okay. just learn now. That's like very special. You need to specialize. For that. Would you Would you consider any of like marine biology or something like that? Ah, uh, no, not really. You're more of like a land because I see you with the. <laughs> With the what's it called? With the sniper and everything. Uh, You're somewhere in South Africa. Yeah, uh, good. It was nice. Uh, we went actually hunting uh, a few times. I never shot something, but the people around me shot. But so for those who don't know, something about I feel this is interesting about South African uh, hunting. We don't need licenses. You know, we don't need a license to get a gun and shoot an animal on like a wild farm obviously not like is deer walking yeah. ar around in the street no like well definitely that's definitely not the case in France but <laughs> wait good. what you, you yeah. definitely need a uh, license to hunt like my grandma hunts but she needs to renew her license every year literally most of Europe yeah, yeah. but South Actually, Africa no you don't need one do you no well what happens on a hunting trip is it's a bunch of men and sometimes women come together we braai we drink and we shoot <laughs> and we drink lots of brandy and the will the, that's just how it works any accidents if you're drinking that much brandy and never you, you go you go hunting? only only dead dead bucks only dead, dead animals. bucks no accidents with <laughs> only dead animals uh no so now we go uh the first time well, the first time I went, I went randomly uh, to a friend's farm, Ruma, Ruma Lodge. Uh, I have this hat from them, but it's, it's friends of them, smart people, smart people. Good business, got like a, a big farm, and now we go hunting. But it's like a bunch of people, we do it for a sister's birthday. But her birthday, so his sister's birthday, but her birthday is in three months. It's like in December. But we did it when I had just like let's, <laughs> let's celebrate her birthday. Just an earlier. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So literally an excuse to drink and kill. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And uh, now we go hunting. But the first time, so we just go to the shooting range before we actually properly hunt. The first time, the guy goes. He, I'm light it. The guy is like owner of the farm. You know, you need the thing about hunting is sometimes you need to control like population, especially if you have a big farm. Uh-huh. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, you need to have a. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, a, big, a big area for yeah, yeah. so you need to populate the animals uh -huh. and what happened is he tells us whatever comes next I'm 
shooting. <laughs> we go to drive. First bar comes to Ireland. It's the biggest. It's like the biggest antelope there is. Do you know Ireland? They can get up. There's no. like half a ton. Half a ton. Super duper agile. Uh, no, it just dropped out. Uh, super agile. And you just kills it. We make the meat and stuff like that. It's good. Later on in the night, we get drunk. We just say, let's go hunting. And then we just killed a few stuff. But yeah, I don't know. What, he, what is your opinion about hunting? Um, so yeah, I'm, I don't know. Like I, I would definitely do it. It's not something like I'm super passionate about, but um, my grandmother, like I said, hunts, right? And she loves, she loves uh, spending time like researching what's it called, where the best spots are for hunting, at least in where she lives. She has like a lo- she has like heads of um, of what do you call like uh, stags, yeah, uh, antelopes, borks, not antelopes because we don't have those in uh, in France. So yeah, we call it the bulk. Right, it's what it's the same thing. It's so many multiple species, but it only has one name, you know, a book. No, no, it's it's usually stags, wild boars, um, a spring book, yeah, uh, spring bucks. But I, if I see an antelope, at least in uh, France, I'm the first thing I'll say is like it's probably gone out of the zoo or something. That is not naturally found in yeah. Europe. That'd be pretty cool though. Yeah, but like, what do what do you think about the ethics of it? I mean, as long as it's as long as it's regulated and you know, it's still it's still like a hobby at the end of the day. Like I see how passionate some of my family members are for it. I don't mind it. Yeah, I can see I can see do where you know, it can be. Do you know how good wild meat is for you? Like it's actually so nutritive. The meat, like it has less fat in. It's more lean. It's more red. Mm. Think about it, like. The cattle industry right now is small areas, not really free yeah. roaming space. It's production animals. They are there to produce. They are there to produce. These guys, uh, like wild meat, veal, uh, that is not that commercialized yeah. yet. You know? So it's still, it runs around. It's fresh meat. You, you can taste it. Yeah, it's really good. I'm still mad at you that you don't like seafood, though. Or is it, or is it Christopher? Yeah, it's Christopher. It's Christopher. <laughs> I, I don't mind seafood. There's so much you can eat, though. Like, f- fishing-wise, like I said, it is better to have wildlife, at least for fishing, because, like, just for the meat, it's super industrialized. Like, the amount we fish is ridiculous. Like, some of the, some of the species are definitely getting extinct. But there's so much... That's nice about eating seafood. Uh, like, But I can think from your like Indonesian background, mm-hmm. you guys just have amazing fish. Because yeah. it's, it's island. It's islands. Like, Wait, I come from Johannesburg in South <laughs> Africa. Is, we are the largest city, I think, in the world that is not next to like is water. True? Really? I'll fact check myself in the editing, maybe. Uh, but I think so. But like yeah, yeah, so Indonesia they they have dang seafood. It's just, like, having meat there is extremely expensive. Like there's no way we have a few like what are, what is your dishes. favorite uh, seafood dish you would say? My favorite. If you need to recommend it or something from Bali or Indonesia, grilled octopus. 
I like grilled octopus. Like you that. add like um, but like it's the long tentacles. It's not the small ones. No, no, those are <laughs> calamari. I mean, yeah, I, I, look, those nice big squid like you grill. Yeah. We put like uh, we call it um, sauce padas. It's like a spicy sauce. On we put it on the grill. Add loads of flavor. Just add this with rice. I'm a happy man. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. very happy man. But so uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but those it's a little bit harder to eat, like especially for people that don't specifically like seafood because octopus is a little bit weird. Uh, if that's the case, like just grilled fish, just classic yeah. grilled fish. You add any sauce, herbs you want on there with rice, a little bit of vegetable, fantastic. Yeah. You don't have quite, you don't have those in Johannesburg. I'm guessing it's just meat. It's no, pure. we actually have a place that's like close to where we live. Uh, there's the street. It's, it's actually quite cool. So it's family owned. Like it's a very trendy street. Kolonaki is the Greek restaurant's name. Mm. And man they have like also grilled octopus and it's amazing fresh we there's no sea close to us yeah. but we have octopus there's there's octopus uh but so why i say it's family owned they have three restaurants in the street uh kolonaki modina and butcher house yeah. no butcher block i think anyway i'll take your word for it yeah you you, you don't know but uh, you wouldn't know. You'll just believe me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so this guy just the first day they opened the na- the grow shop there. Mm-hmm. Five tons of meat. No, five hundred kilograms of steak. Okay, five tons is five thousand kilos. Yeah. So five hundred. Ten percent of. That. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a lot now. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, very impressive. But that is that is we are on a long tangent now. Back back to your diving. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you like diving? It sounds like you like diving. I love diving, but I gotta tell you, even for your hunting, I still don't have a license. The reason I was able to dive like this much at least is because I'm doing it in Indonesia <laughs> where, you know, it's a little bit wishy-washy in terms of like license and whatnot. But um, at least with the crew, some of them like the head the head captain, God bless her, Taisa, she's from Brazil. She actually taught me and my brothers pretty much at least in the past two years how to dive. Um, she just kind of let us dive with her and trusted us, you know, to be safe. And um, diving, I love it a lot, and I really do want to get my, my license just so I can, you know, go to other places on my own. Um, diving, it's not for everyone, though, I got to tell you, because um, a few of my family members, uh, they came on the boat with us, and they tried it for the first time. And the biggest thing you can, you can already tell is, like, because you're in a suit, you have this whole, uh, like, outfit with the... With the, what's called the tube, yeah. the mask, and everything. People, when they die, yeah, oxygen. Some of them actually feel claustrophobic once they go into the water because they feel trapped. You can still breathe, so you're not in danger, but if you panic too much, the oxygen will run out way quicker. And then, you know, it just creates different problems, at least. Um, but it's definitely something I really recommend because it's a new experience for anyone. Yeah. Like, you're in the water. I'm sure everyone 
you know, knows how to swim. But when you're actually in there and you're breathing and you see this whole new world and whole new open space, it's one hell of a What if you are a bad swimmer? <laughs> so I've actually, I've actually, what's it called? That's actually not a problem because I've heard some people, what they would do is they would dive, like obviously not to extreme length, but they would dive with someone. And as long as you can breathe, swimming is not necessarily, um, you know, necessary. It obviously helps if you're alone. I mean, you have to know how to swim at that point. <laughs> But when you're on, when you're accompanied by someone, swimming is not necessarily required. At least more people can dive like that, right? Uh, so no, that's not, that's not a problem even for that. It is, however, like um, it can get expensive because you first have to go to like nice areas. You can di- you can actually dive in a pool, like learn how to dive even here in Hungary when there's like no ocean or whatsoever. Yeah, but surely like, there's like pools that are no. There's enough. pools. There's pools where you know people just go to train or get their. their what lessons. about Balaton? Surely you can learn how to dive in Balaton. I don't think so because remember how shallow that place is. Oh yeah, they had a what festival was it? Balaton Sound. Balaton Sound. Yeah. Like it's no. There's I don't know if you can. I'm sure there's you know deeper areas maybe, but plus even you can't see anything. Like you still need a place where it's you know visible. Yeah, I can remember we were in the Balaton and we were walking. I swear to you, like a hundred meters in the sea. <laughs> just walking. Just walking. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, no. it maybe gets to your hip. That's, that's how deep it gets. <laughs> like I said before, it can get expensive to like find a... Imagine diving there. I, no, I don't awesome. see anything. No, no, you wouldn't see anything. I, I put my head under like... I cannot see past like five meters. There's nothing. It's <laughs> so like hazy. Uh, oof. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But no, I was coming back to the what's it called? At least the diving. Um, yeah, it can get pretty expensive. Um, like finding the right area and even all the equipment for renting and shit. It's like not. It's not as like simple as just snorkeling, for example. That's something I also recommend. You know, when you don't have like the whole tank and you can breathe on the water, it's just you being at the surface. Just being able to look at it because you have a tube connected to you. Um, but yeah, yeah, like definitely recommend for anyone to at least try it once. For yeah. Sure. I would try it, but I know my... Years. Can you swim? I can swim, but not very good. Not very good? Can you float? No. Sort of. Sort of? <laughs> I try to. No, at least if you know how to swim a little bit. Uh, no, I can, I can swim a bit, but not good. Not, not good. good. I once tried like at a high school I had to like do a swimming competition wait so you know how to swim yeah yeah no, no, no. <laughs> but I'm like it's like all for fun it's like uh, a whole there's like groups built in the years and it's yeah. like Mallet Empire and Smiths it's like the free streets anyway uh, then they would have the inter-school competition with swimming uh-huh. so it's just like fun and it's just jokes and then uh, we do I need to do breaststroke I need yeah. to be braced. Yeah. I'm like, cool. I haven't swam in forever. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this. We got like, the whole friend group's like, oh, no, 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 let's just do it. Yeah. I swear to you, I almost drowned. <laughs> I, I, like, everyone's cheering, everyone's having a good time. I'm swimming like back. I'm almost drowning. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't think I'm making a champ. And, did, you, uh, did you get disqualified? <laughs> No, 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 the uh, teacher, the teacher saw me. She's like, yeah, you can do this. And I'm like, 
Uh, let's just power through. But anyway, <laughs> I'm making it sound worse, but I'm not good at swimming. No, I'm not. But would you try it? And now, with all, especially with all the recommendations, would you actually try diving? Yeah, is there yeah. A spot, is there a spot? No, I'll definitely try doing that sometime in my life. You yeah. got great spots in South Africa as well. That's yeah, what's crazy. I that. Yeah, I that. Here in Hungary, maybe not as much. But no, uh, South Africa has great nature though. Great nature. Uh, yeah. What is your opinion? Where would you like to dive the most? Me. Yes. If you can choose a place um, in the world now to dive. There's, there's a few places. Where? Oh. Oh, no, yeah. He just went to get more water. Uh, yeah. But at least for the... Um, oh. I haven't... I thought I, I haven't thought about there's there's definitely two things it's not so much spots but there's two animals I'd love to see the first one uh, but I I meant like uh, places yeah, yeah I don't know if there's a specific place I would love to go like obviously I would love to visit more of Indonesia because there's more spots that are unique okay um, but like I, would you like to dive in the coral, coral reef oh yeah yeah for sure like those are in my mind, those are like pretty. What's is it Egypt also not good for like good diving? That I don't know. I think I. I'm not sure. I haven't heard of that. I've actually. I have a few friends that are Egyptian, and I've never heard them say like, "Yeah, you should probably go dive <laughs> yeah. in uh, in Egypt." But um, no, there's uh, the the one place I do want to do specifically in Indonesia is called uh, Rajampat. It, it's even more east of Bali. It's literally called the uh, what's it called the Five Kings. It's it's a it's an archipelago and it's one of the clearest water you'll ever see. Uh, nature is pretty much preserved there. It's not really much developed. What is an archipelago? It's it's a collection of uh, islands, oh. like in um, in, a, in a space of water. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty Dutch, much Indonesia. Pretty much is Bali. yeah. Indonesia is a collection of islands. Okay. But um, specifically in that area, there's so much um, preserved life. Like because it's not that much developed, um, mostly tourists go there with like their own private boats or like with a group of people. But it's very very remote. Like it takes a while to get there. But once you're there, those spots are yeah they're definitely on my radar. Really, the I really want to see. Uh, we call it a whale shark. It's uh it's the biggest um, biggest shark at least in the world, but it doesn't harm any humans because it only eats uh, plankton. Uh, it's, uh, it's but it's a shark without teeth. It's a shark without teeth. Yeah, that doesn't count as a shark, isn't that? Wait, what is it called? What's it called? No, it's, it's a, a big shark. fish. It's a it's a it's, it's a shark though. Yeah, it is a shark. It whale eats, shark. I'm pretty sure it eats plankton. Yeah, no, I know it eats plankton. Yeah. I know, but it's. I know for a fact it's, it's, it's definitely the biggest type of shark. If the, it eats plankton, how does it have teeth? I don't know. <laughs> you're the shark. You're the one here, yo. But um, it's a huge, huge animal. And my father, he's, he's the one that actually got me into diving. He, he's been diving for, I want to say, almost two decades now. And one of the animals he saw when he came to Indonesia for the first time is, uh, is a whale shark. And he told me he cried when he seen it, when he saw it, because um, it's just this majestic animal that's you know massive but doesn't you know doesn't harm any humans. So you can get as close as you want, 
and uh, yeah, you just swim with it. You swim with it, yeah. You're you're one with nature, but it's it's amazing. I really want to see that. The other one is, and not a shark, but it's a it's a blue whale because it's the biggest animal in the world. Imagine seeing that. Imagine seeing that that huge creature. But it's a mammal, you know. It's a mammal. That's a mammal, yeah. Like how is whale that shark, a mammal? The whale shark is just for the name, but it is a shark. Yeah, yeah. whale shark is a shark. Well, amphibian. What? What a fish. I don't know. <laughs> you're, the <laughs> one here. you're the best one here. <laughs> you're a fraud. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway, sharks. No, the, but the blue whale, right? Yes. The blue whale. That's a mammal, yeah. How's that's that a, a, that's mammal? a mammal for sure, but imagine seeing that. Like, seriously, visualize that. It's the, you're right in front of the biggest animal on earth. And you're swimming with it. Isn't that's like, something I want to feel. Yeah. Yeah, man. I cannot wait for that. But uh, that's like, you know, probably in the near future. I probably should get my license first. And then we'll see. Yeah. We're gonna how, do you, how do you get a license? Why do you need a license for... Well, not, not, uh, just, not just anyone can dive on their own, right? Because it's still a pretty dangerous activity. You can drown. You can... You know, lose yourself. You might not be able to know how to use the equipment. Another thing I also discovered is you actually cannot take a flight twelve hours if you if you dived and then you have a flight in the next twelve hours. You can't take it because you would get gas poisoning because of the air. You need, what is it you need to stop before you go up? Like, what is the equalizer? Yeah, it's not called equalizing. No, no, but like you know, releasing some of the air that you took in from the from the chambers because um, you would your body would uh, be what's it called I forgot the symptoms at least I know it's rash uh, fever feeling of hypothermia stuff like this so it's, it's really not good for the body but uh, the window is 12 hours that was something I found interesting I was like no I just assume like you can dive whenever you want you know yeah what, what do you think about the ocean like the, ocean? Think about the ocean yeah like isn't it like just a different world? It definitely feels like a different world. It's so, it's huge. It's, there's so much spots we still haven't like discovered. Main reason is like, there's just no light. So like, there's no reason for us to like look around when it's just pitch black. But the, up until at least like 300 meters, that's where you get most of the light that comes through and we can see. Those are the surface areas that we know, but there's so much in the ocean that we don't know. Because off to a point, it just gets dark. It's just get, it gets dark, yeah. There's like, there's no point in seeing or whatever. There's still some stuff we need to see for sure. That would be great, like finding some new creatures or what's a... What billionaire died the other day because he <laughs> wanted to see the Titanic? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I just thought of that, actually. Well, he, he wasn't even gonna discover anything he wanted to see like how the titanic is just how dark it is yeah. in the ocean and then don't you see like crazy big octopuses or something like that uh at three kilometers below maybe but the pressure but the there pressure is the so pressure weird. must be so high that i don't think wildlife can actually thrive there i don't Except know some fishes maybe maybe have you seen some of those cl- have, have you in those transparent been, one yeah have you ever been down that rabbit hole of just looking at these crazy fish that exist and you're like, whoa, what is that? Man, there's so much we can see, but like, at least for that guy, he went on to see 
He wanted to see the Titanic. But he got, I mean, the connection got severed, so he got lost. But man, do you know how they actually died? It wasn't because of, uh, what's it called, running out of oxygen. It's because there was apparently a leak and the, the vessel actually collapsed on itself. Now, when you're three kilometers down, the pressure there is insane. I can't remember the the numbers at least, but it's like it's getting crushed. Crazy. It's like getting crushed by three Toyota Corollas. It's like, like an elephant falling on you. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you're done. Like you're done. You're done now. <laughs> you're, you're done now. <laughs> you're done. And, but at least the comforting part is they died fairly quickly. I think in like, the pressure must have been so high, it collapsed the vessel and then boom. Next thing you know, you're in, you're in heaven. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, not a good time. Not a good time, no. Yeah. No, but I think... Ocean like, is pretty mysterious. It, like, you know, we know more about space yeah. than we know about our own oceans. Well, you know, we've put more people on the moon than in the Mariana Trench, which is yeah. the deepest point on It's ri- so ridiculously deep. Yeah. Like, have you seen the comparison they make with yeah. other sizes, like yeah. I think Mount Everest. So Mount Everest is, is like nothing. It's nine. It's nine kilometer, nine kilometer high, but the Mariana Trench are eleven kilometers. So you can put, you know, the whole of Mount Everest in there, and it still wouldn't fill it up. And the top of Mount Everest takes so many lives. Yeah, you know now there's it's so dangerous. Like you know, you know, you know, there's like dead bodies for checkpoints now because yeah. it's such a business and people have died. You can't recover the body because of you know logistics or whatever, and um, now they're <laughs> logistics. Yeah, well, logistics that. definitely not because of that nature. Makes sense. <laughs> but uh, they leave there for trails, so they're checkpoints now to go up into the mountain. I've even seen Yo. videos. I've even seen videos where there's now a queue to go summit the mountain. Like how how much how many people are you know that willing to go to the top of the mountain? Not a lot of people. Well, if there's a queue, obviously, there's got to be... How? Yeah. Crazy. Literally, they're queuing up to maybe die. Maybe die. Yeah. <laughs> well, now it's not as it's not as dangerous. No, it obviously is. You need months of preparing. But it's definitely getting safer and safer because more people are trained, more people are willing to put money into it. And it's... I heard at least uh, to get from Mount Everest from point A to point B... Uh, is around like ten thousand U.S. dollars, so it's like from going to you know traveling there, uh, staying there for a few days, you know trekking for a week, all of that, and then coming back, ten thousand grand. Yeah. No, ten grand. Sorry, that would that would make more sense. Ten grand. Nah. Would you Would you ever Would you ever climb that? Ah, uh, no, not now, not now. It would be cool. That'd be pretty cool, though. I'll start with Kilimanjaro. I, I, Kilimanjaro I is still pretty... It's a, it's a tough climb, yeah. but I, I think I, I'll be able to do that. Yeah? It's not life-threatening. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I think I'd love, I'd love to. I'd love maybe to do it one day. I don't know if, if, I, if I have the will for that. I'd love to go to space as well. That may be within our lifetime. Ooh. But we just is- smoked a bunch of weed. It's time for space talk. <laughs> we already know about this crazy ocean on us, but what about the space 
It's, do, you, yeah. do you think we'll ever be in space like you and me? Like within our lifetime? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I, I, I actually, I think so. I actually think so. It is possible. Especially with the rate at, at which we're developing, like, you know, ways of transportation. What Getting SpaceX more. is doing, what yeah, Elon yeah. Musk, my fellow South Africans. Yeah. South African. Here come me bulk. Let's go. But I think, I think it, within our lifetime, I think it might still be possible. Like, at least for Elon Musk, he's trying his hardest to go to Mars and, like, actually die there. That's his wish. Being dead in Mars without crashing, but just because he's living there. That's his goal. And yes. If, and if at least for his will, if he's willing... And he's a smart guy. He's a smart character. Yeah. 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 He just does whatever he wants to. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll find a way. But that would be an opportunity for us. Like, would you actually do that? Would you have? Would you go to space? Uh, not to Mars yet. Maybe. Maybe not to Mars, but like even orbiting the Earth. Just we just need to find like maybe a crazy uh, new, like faster way, a faster way to travel through space because now it takes too long. Yeah. Like, how long does it take to get to like Jupiter? That's still in our solar system. How long does that take? That's like years. Lifetimes. Years. It's lifetimes, yeah. It's very far away. It takes a week from Earth to the moon, actually. So now imagine that until Jupiter. You're just spacing it out even more. Like It's a lifetime. Even like, you don't even talk about years. You talk about light years. And light years or light speed. Light years. Yeah, light year and light speed is <laughs> light, 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 light of light speed. Light year is a distance. It's yes. Light year is a distance. So because that's how fast light travels. In a year. Yes. Yeah. It's like how much was it? It was like eighteen million kilometers or something like that. But um, yeah, but I'm guessing like that type of travel is definitely not within our lifetime. I don't know if it's even possible because like. Most of the stuff that are far away, they're still like three light years away. So that means we would have to go on a, on a spaceship for three years, but that's just the closest. <laughs> yeah. If we're going at light speed. Some of them are millions of light years away. That's a lifetime, you know? But we can see, did you see like these telescopes we have? Like the Hubble and what, what is the new one? The, the Hubble? Oh yeah, yeah, the Hubble. Uh, <laughs> no, there's another one. There's another Voyager one. Voyager one? No, 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 not Voyager one. The telescope, the new telescope, the, the one bigger than Hubble. Oh, I don't know. I I don't know too much about this. I I don't know. Like no. <laughs> both of us have zero idea. Uh, we just high. <laughs> no, 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 we chill, we chill. Uh, what's it called? There is one thing I did want to talk about. Um, I. It kind of related to space, but like I didn't just do any diving. There was one spot that I really wanted to visit in Flores. No, not really want to. I didn't realize I wanted to, but it was my dad's idea. He brought us to a place that was so incredibly remote. Um, it took us hours on end just to get there by what's it called? By car, then by motorcycle. The car was like I think it was like five hours, which isn't too bad. The motorcycle was like around. 30 minutes and then hiking for hours on end to get to this super remote place 
and it's called Waiai Rainbow Village. It's been um, what's it called? Uh, top award of excellence from UNESCO. Ah, oh, UNESCO. Yeah, nice. UNESCO. I went there, and um, it's it's a village that has around like 30, 30 people, and they have these big houses. I don't know if you can see houses like these. Just like large triangle houses, yeah. Like, so they, like look, they look like, like a hut. In it looks like a hut, Africa, but they're but like just a triangle. But they're but they're incredibly big. Like they're, I think they're seven meter tall. Okay. Something like that. So there's different um, floors. stages, floors, stages based on uh, on different needs. Like the first floor was where everyone sleeps. The second floor would be like for food. The third floor is conserving the food. And then for the last one, it's like absolute reserves. Like if there's ever a drought or they don't have any, uh, oh. like a collection of... Um, Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Um, so what they do is when you, when you arrive there, you're tired from all, the, um, from all the hiking. When we go there, they told us no pictures, at least in the beginning, until we do... They call it... A, I forgot the name of the ceremony, but they, what, essentially what the, the grandmaster of the, the village, the leader... He tells us, like, at least for this night, you're going to stay in our place and you're going to be part of our family member for one night. You're no longer French. You're no longer South African. You're part of us for one night. And then now, go ahead and have fun with our family. Just go around, play football. It's this huge terrain that has... It's, it's this huge terrain where um, all the people gather... On the sides, you have these huge seven-meter-tall huts, like uh, four or five of them, and it's just uh, family members just gathering. I remember me and my brothers, we would play uh, football there with the kids. Very nice people. You know, they don't have any internet, no, no real access to, like, a city because it's so far away. It's, uh, yeah, there's, no Wi-Fi, there's no Wi-Fi. There's no Wi-Fi. There's no 4G whatsoever, right? And because it's so far away from... Uh, any city that was the first time I ever saw the Milky Way when I sat down at night man with my brother we we just lied down on the floor and just looked at, at the Milky Way for hours on end really? was it beautiful it was beautiful it was amazing I saw so many like I didn't think it was at first I didn't think it was that impressive before like what it actually looks like but when you focus and you lie down and you actually look at it it's it's something special for sure. It's it's. I don't see it as we don't see it as often nowadays because of light pollution. But um, if you can get a hold of an area, I mean, even sure in South Africa, like, there's got to be spaces where it's so remote. You look up and you see the Milky Way. I saw some uh, shooting stars actually, and that whole time I was just wishing to pass Farma. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> you just see a shooting star. Come on. Yeah, yeah. that uh... one's the, that one's a great one. And it, did it came true, become true? Yes, it did. I yeah. actually did pass. Whew. I'd like to think it was because of I my... Tried. I'd like to think it was because of my hard work, but uh, no, it was all shooting start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bit of both, bit of both. Yeah. yeah There's yeah. Uh, always a saying, you should study... Uh, you, you should pray like you didn't study and study like you didn't pray. Fair enough. That's how you do it. <laughs> but that village is called the Way Rainbow Village. Way Rainbow. That's that's the one. Um, 
that was definitely an experience as well. They have they don't have any. I didn't have any 4G or Wi-Fi. They they get their they they get their own food. They they grow it. They cook it together. And uh, man, it's uh it's an experience for sure. Do you say they uh, it's a more happy life they are living? You know what's funny is like you realize sometimes they have half of the shit I own, and they still look like a happier bunch than some of us here. It is. When you don't, when you don't have that much needs, you suddenly become happier, right? The only thing that matters is being there for your family and you know cooking the food, at least in that village, and just you know providing for the community, and that's it. They nice. play football here and there, and they look like a happy bunch. They don't need much, you know. Do some of the kids hope they are like Mbappe? Oh, they know who Mbappe is. Well, they love football. I gotta tell you that, and I'm sure some of them. But I don't think they're the problem. It's more of Indonesian's f- football team. Oh. They're ass. They're garbage. <laughs> they're so garbage. Uh, they, so like, these kids also suck. No, oh. like, the, but that's the crazy part is actually like some of them have skill. Like they're, but it's, I don't know. It's like you need to, you need money to to be able to play football in uh, Indonesia. They certainly don't have that. You know. Yeah, they're just providing for the community. There's no, there's no capitalism there. <laughs> Well, yeah, no. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's cool that there's villages like that, like so remote living. Have you? I'm sure there's a lot in South Africa. Didn't there you visit, is. Well, did you visit for it? stars? For stars, I once went to a place. It's called Sutherland. Sutherland. Uh, they have like the salt telescope there and there's like more telescopes there i don't know but it's known as the least polluted place in south africa so you can see the stars the most we like looked through another telescope but not that telescope the salt telescope uh at like it was such a nice clear night we looked at saturn like you could like look in and you see saturn and like you see the ring around it it's, but it doesn't look like the pictures that they make. It's just yellow. Oh, okay. It's just yellow. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look like yeah, yeah. the picture. It's just yellow. <laughs> and it's like a circle. But it was... Uh, that was the experience. That was the experience. We also... There was this character. Uh, Johan was the guy's name. He owns like a restoration. A car restoration uh-huh. there. Uh, in Sutherland. He used to work in Cape Town, but he got tired of the, of the city life. He moved down to Sutherland for quieter starts, like small community. Uh-huh. And he moved his car restoration also there. But this guy, there's like, there's like a Bentley, you know, that was made into a 4x4. Four like that is that's it's made to ride on sand dunes yeah it's for the people in saudi <laughs> in the uae it's for them to go <laughs> to have fun on the sand <laughs> swear yeah. no jokes but uh anyway that could we, be fun though uh yeah no, basically, basically like with the yeah, yeah. bro that speed on a sand dune in a Bentley, that sounds so badass so badass. It had like these cool lights on the top, <coughs> like uh, 
Oh, sorry. That was someone called me. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but what do you call it? So I forgot. So this Yuan guy, he took us out with one of his. We get to know him. We get to know him, and he has this. Yeah. So the the original question is: Have you visited any villages in Africa? Uh, yeah. No, not really. <laughs> that is that is the star related one. But that is not a village. It's like a. Song. I was expecting like you know how I I have some people that lived in South Africa and they visited some villages in uh, like you know those how should I say this like tribes tribes that live in South Africa. Have you not visited any of them? Uh, no, not at all. Like, <laughs> come on, why do I want to village? <laughs> visit a village. No, 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 I said no. It's just your delivery. You're like, huh, have I actually? He thinks about it and then, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to make sure. Yeah. No, 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 it's not really. Uh, like the villages, I, we don't have villages like that. That's what I mean. Like tribes. No, there's no. not really tribes. There's just it's just been made a city. There's just cities. The only tribes there are is like people that literally still live with the land. You know, That's they I mean. have like they just run around and like catch animals, and it's literally what they do. Uh, no, they're would you would you ever what's it called? Would you ever visit one though? Do you want to hear a fun fact about those people that live there? Go ahead. So be careful with what you say. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not sure about this. Uh, so I read a book about a guy that talked about how humans are sort of made to run, and he visited like it's a long book. Anyway, he visited these people, the Khoisan. And they would take a guess how these people would hunt these nomad people. They had hearts, but how they would hunt deer or antelope. How they or, would hunt? Yes. Like what I'm guessing with the, I don't know, like a, like a spear or like with the... A bow and arrow? Yeah. You, you could think that, right? Yeah. No. What they do is in the middle of the day when the sun is at its strongest... They start running. 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 Okay. <laughs> and they run after the deer, the antelope. Okay. And it's faster than them, yes, but they can run further. They can outrun it. Yeah. Because we sweat. And so that's the whole... They, we sweat and they can only, like, exhale out of their mouth. Mm -hmm. They have fur. Uh... And they overheat if you out yeah. if you run. So they run like 10, 12, 15 kilometers uh, after the deer on because yeah. they like mass the trackers. They keep on finding yeah. it, and then boom, really drops dead. And that's how they are hunted. Yeah, interesting. Wow. So you would need to be like super. I mean, 
you would need to have stamina for sure. Yeah, no, these guys are like thin. You, you can see they are made that's for how, running. They that's, are how they, made that's how they run like for meat? Yes. Wow. Where is it? Uh, probably in the North Cape of South Africa, the Northern Cape of South Africa. I would not know the exact territory there, but the Northern Cape sounds, that's like nomad country. Yeah. Yeah. We, I just imagine that, like us running for an hour. I would say, I would probably give up to be fair. <laughs> sounds ass. No, no, until you get really hungry. Yeah. yeah. Until you have only eaten potatoes or beans <laughs> for a week and you're like, ah. Actually, I don't like this vegan diet. They <laughs> <laughs> get some meat and you start running. You just start chasing after the deer. Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you think you would chase it, be able to chase a deer? Would I be able to? Yeah. Fuck yeah. No, absolutely not. No, like... Like run after... Well, like what? Like, oh, running faster or catching up to it? Yeah, like I'd rather go, or maybe even catching it if we can catch it. Like both, both those questions. No, <laughs> that's the thing. Like it's aren't those those are fast fuckers as well. Yeah, no, very fast. What? Well, okay, interesting question. Go ahead. If you need to fight one animal, one on one, any size, whatever, what? is the max you can beat for me yes or where i would like survive yes mm. so many animals are so dangerous right you can't even i don't know surely a hamster very <laughs> surely yeah Obviously, but the, no. I was thinking, I was trying to give go to like I was trying to go caliber like okay like what it so you your max is higher than uh, <laughs> a bunny. No, do you think I can beat? Uh, do you honestly think I can beat? I don't know. Like um, even even like animals you wouldn't think are dangerous are actually super dangerous. Like chimpanzees. Yeah, we no, would no, not. No, chimpanzee we would not, will fuck you up. We will not be able to beat that. No, yeah. But I think I can beat a, a dog. <laughs> What what breed? What species? That's that's in a cane also will fuck you up. Nah, I know. <laughs> a bulldog? Bulldog. Uh, maybe. Just kick it in the face. <laughs> but if a German shepherd runs at me, it's oh, yeah, yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like those fit German shepherds. I I yo, who, you can just see they are like if 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 you had to pick an animal, what would it be? I've actually thought about this question. A few times. A few times. No, uh, yeah. Well, what's your answer? It better be uh, good. Kangaroo. I think kangaroo. one on one, I can take on a kangaroo. You know these fuckers are actually pretty powerful. No, no, definitely, definitely. But I, I, I think I might be able to dodge until it kicks me. I see. See, the problem is not the fighting. The first one, the first fighting, it's when he kicks me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's when it might get dangerous. Yeah, I mean, even a kangaroo, I don't know. Probably, maybe. Animals are pretty unpredictable, bro. Yeah. I would love. What animal? I once thought I could take on an ostrich, and then I looked at an ostrich in real life and was like, no. <laughs> Why were you beefing with an ostrich? 
happened. <laughs> you start putting your head in the sand as well. That's what Austin did. <laughs> I didn't have that long neck. <laughs> oh my god. Mm. What's it called? I'm pretty big. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty big. Do you think there's a thing like aliens? Back to space. Like, <laughs> like to what's it called? To be to be honest, like you, we know how vast the universe is, right? It's it's thirty thirty two billion light years across, something like that. Okay, what are the chances that we're all alone? There's none. I highly no, I highly doubt it. It's not that it's not. It's like I highly doubt we're the only ones here. So yeah, I think there is probably life form. Yeah, but life is like like the right climate for life is like very. There's a there's a such a small percentage. There's a yeah, there's like a window lock. <laughs> there's like a space in between where it's like not too hot or not too cold. Yeah. For you know life to be to be bacteria to grow. Yeah, but you know there's some places Oxygen actually to be. There's there's places atmosphere. actually there's places actually that are what do you call it? more habitable than Earth in terms of like being better for us humans to flourish. Um, but they're like thousands of light years away uh, and now even our Earth is starting to be you know, less and less habitable <laughs> so we might have to move anyway yeah, we need to uh, fly <laughs> yes <laughs> we need to fly uh, yeah I'd be scared wouldn't you be scared huh like space like it's also so if one thing goes wrong in space, it's done. You're done now. <laughs> it's and then there's so it's so vast. There's so much to. If you land on the wrong planet, you're done now. <laughs> but, but like the closest planet anyway is so far within our lifetime that Mars. We can we just create. But there's no but there's no life form there, is there? But surely, do you know what I think? What will happen? What do you think? Elon Musk is going to do the impossible. Interesting concept, right? Once we create a colony on Mars and we are outside of the comfort zone of uh, Earth, we will need to grow. We will need to be more innovative to create more. And as soon as we make that hop over to the next planet, the chances of us creating technology into more planets might be bigger. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But in, you just, what's it called? You need to give the needs for that. Um, at least for, for visiting. Uh, I mean, we don't have cows there. What? We don't have cows in Mars. We don't even have oh, a house like, yeah, yeah. How are you shipping a cow? <laughs> That's a... No, you'll probably like breed it. Hundred percent, you can do that. But would you would you live there if you had the possibility? If it's like this well developed, like leaving Earth, me leaving Earth. Yeah, and actually, you know, yeah, station yourself. It, it might be possible. Yeah. If it gets offered to me, no more South Africa. 
No, but I think like it will be, be a very select few that start going. Yeah, yeah. would you be part of them? That start. What do you mean you start? You're one of the first people to actually be selected to go. No, to probably not. No. I'll like not be the first on the train, nor the last. I'll be like somewhere in the middle. Like, just a little bit behind the middle. <laughs> You'd be remembered forever. Imagine being the first person to be on Mars. Right? Right? That's literally like a Your legacy is already established. You are a pioneer of the human race. Yeah. That's a pretty cool thing. I'd love... I'd, I would love to say I'd do it, but I'd be pretty... I'd be pretty scared. Because I need that reassurance that someone has done it already. Because, you know, it just makes it, makes it easier on yourself. But being the first one, the pioneer... Would you would you be able to fill that role, Cedric? Would I what? Would you be able to do that? I don't know. I feel like I just need you know a few drinks, <laughs> and I think I'd, I'd sign that contract. Sign. Yeah, yeah, I'd sign that contract. Honestly, yeah. Especially, especially if someone gives it to you. They're yeah, like, like if I have to pay something, probably not. But if I Cedric, if I'm being offered, I want to take you out for a drink. Gives you two pints. Two J's. Like, hey, oh, I'm going to Mars. do me a favor. Can I? Can you sign this? Mars? Cool. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's all it takes, you know, to be a pioneer. <laughs> two J's. Uh, no, no, like, exercise. You know how they train to go into space? Uh, are have you asking me or are you... Uh, no, have you heard of it? Like, no, yeah, yeah. I've, I've from heard NASA and stuff. I've heard, I've heard some of the rigorous training they go. Like... You need to be able to, I mean, first of all, not panic when you're in space. Like yeah. actually, we they same as underwater. Don't panic. Yeah. Once you panic, you start. But it's it's even more selective for space because it's more expensive. Like you can't afford this one dick yet that you that panics, and then next thing you know, the mission failed. Yeah, no, like um, you need someone that's you know pretty calm, pretty reassured, and also like um, what's it called? Someone that can resist the G's. I mean. For you to get there, to leave the atmosphere, that you need to be able to be able to resist. Yeah. Some of the some of the G's and the force. Uh huh. Do you think you'll be able to do that? Yes. Just give me two G's. <laughs> and I'll be fine. Just don't fuck it up. Yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> no, no, but that, that's a scary thought though. Like years of training and like going into the unknown and not knowing. There's no guarantee that you'll come back. I'm sure like Elon has a contract. If he sends some of the people, it's like we will not be responsible for the death because this is like the first time, right? Would, same, you want to, would you want to have money? Would you want to have money? For what, with the, with the space? Like, like a salary. Oh, for it to go there? It depends on the pay. If the, if the pay is good, yeah, I'll go. And if the money is... No, but if there's no pay. If there's no pay, ah, that's a different... No pay. Zero pay. You, because like you're, you're a pioneer I'm, into space. Like, there's like if you're going to Mars, it's gonna take years to get there. Like, what if I have family or, what if I'm? You'll need to drop them. You're so sorry, honey. I don't sorry, think, son. Oh, fuck. I don't know. I, I love you, my baby girl. <laughs> I don't think I'd leave. Would you? Uh no. I wouldn't be the pioneer. But I'll I'll later on. Surely they'll be able to ship just bunch of people and my family can join. <laughs> hey, what's up? 
I signed you in a space co- <laughs> in a space contract. <laughs> you are going. <laughs> Oopsie. Uh, pack up your bags. You are leaving. No, I'd love I'd, I'd love to go to space at least one time. But what about UFOs? Do you believe in that Mexican thing? The I've heard about it. I don't believe that's real. That looks way too much like our perception of what an alien is. Like, How does it? Did you see? Is there pictures of it? What? Yeah. Is there pictures of it? So, for those who don't know, while Cedric is looking for it, the whole Mexico thing is apparently a UFO landed there, like crash landed. And the beings were actually there and they got taken into like hospital and stuff like that. It's like a whole case. I don't know the exact case name. Oh, come on. Tell me. Like, this is what we, this is what we perceive as an, it looks like. No, that just looks fake. That's that what just, I'm saying. I can't believe that. Malika does. Oh, my ass with this shit. Yeah. No, no, no I, that, I, I looked at that picture. That does not look real. But the story still was there that uh, apparently something landed and it was injured and whatever and it got taken in. But the interesting part is, so this is Mexico, right? This is in the middle of nowhere, Mexico. There's like people that actually say they saw it. And uh-huh. there's a bunch of cases throughout the world of people who saw stuff. And uh, within like three weeks or something I'm over saying this but it's probably less uh, the USA came in <laughs> clean up we'll <sighs> maybe something interesting popped up maybe they wanted something but um, I don't know it is pretty weird isn't it yeah yeah it's crazy but yeah, the UFOs are just. Yeah. I don't. I don't believe it. I don't believe for that one at least because it looks too much like what we perceive. No, what that was. Yeah, I don't know if I can believe that. But so I still believe that there's, there's definitely. There must be something. Yeah, I, at least like. We still we still don't know much about uh, what's it called, some of the. Uh, some of the possibilities we have with Mars, maybe we can turn it into a place. Yeah, know, but apparently, unlike. New military radar that like got better. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah. You milit- new military military radar. Yeah. Uh, they appeared like they started seeing more bleeps. You know, you know that uh, some imagine this uh, submarine thing where you just see that like bleep. With like a uh, radar, yeah, radar with the green. Uh, oh, you're, like, ta- you're talking about the circle thing, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, the radar, I mean? yeah, <laughs> the radar. radar. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. Like they started seeing more bleeps, but like that they couldn't explain and they couldn't like catch up and it was too fast and it's like the it's not really like that, but that's just imagine that, but more technological and this, but yeah. Literally, might be things like yeah, but that's uh, yeah. Uh, I I still don't believe in the the UFOs at least. Like, yeah, we found, but, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be something. We 
we're bound to find find something at least. Yeah, maybe one day when our telescopes are crazy. Yeah, so <laughs> but do you think do you think we should rather invest in space or ocean exploration? Do you think there's something in the ocean? Do you Blame. think a megalodon exists? No, I don't think a like with no, especially with the the amount of food it would need. Like we would definitely f- have seen something like that. Like I highly doubt it would have been hidden this whole time. Yeah. Um, but should we invest in space for? I think there's space. For, there's. I think there's a lot of space for both of them. But um, I would rather we focus on what we already have. And we're already halfway there. Like actually, like you know, SpaceX is. Proper, yeah. South African. Yeah. I, keep, I keep forgetting he's South African, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're popping off right now. Hopefully we'll be able to travel uh, soon. But uh, no, I would love, at least, you know, it's not so much like some uh, research in marine, but like we, we need to clean up our oceans. Like I told you, a lot of it's dying because the water's getting more acidic. Uh, and it's a shame because like so many species are like getting extinct, like stuff. Stuff that probably not going to exist within our kids' lifetime, but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's there's definitely space for both. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? What do you? What would you say? Uh, as we are, good hour and twenty minutes in. Oh really? I thought that was like forty minutes. We. Uh, what would you say rather? Space or sea? I would say sea for exploration because there's so much I still haven't seen personally. But what you would like to see? But for I did this part out. <laughs> so I, I lost my train of thought. What did you say? Uh, but for space, for space, definitely for science. But nice. like. For, for for marine, at least for me. I also believe that invest rather in space than the ocean. We already know nothing about the ocean. <laughs> Even though diving is great, uh, as you said. Try and visit, visit Bali, Indonesia, or whatever. Springboks are playing against we have Ireland to to tomorrow. Fuck. I fully forgot about that. We have to go to fuck a Island Go Boca! And this is, this is the end of another GTO podcast. The Good Vibes Only podcast. Uh, see you next time.